of yourself A merry little Christmas Let your heart be light In terms of from now new versions of classic songs this one here I mean come on so good I usually don't like the new versions but this one whoo have yourself a merry little Christmas I still can't believe that my sister <laughs> lives right beside Sam Smith so cool they share like a fence if she climbed over the back wall yeah. in her place, she'd be standing in Sam Smith's backyard. Is it a wall or a fence? It's a wall. It's like uh, it's England, and it's a uh, like an old stone wall. Yeah-ish. I'm trying to remember, but it's a stone wall. Could you reach your hand up and like snap a picture, or is it more mm. like really high? Oh, uh, she because. She sort of has a walkout basement. Mm-hmm. Her backyard sunk down pretty low. Oh, gotcha. She'd need a ladder to get up there. But she could totally just, uh, from any of her windows on the upper floors, because there's five levels in that house. It's a skinny five-level house that my sister lives in. Yeah. From levels three, four, five, you see into the backyard. Is there a pool back there? I mean, I have pictures of that house just because I took pictures Looking out the window of my sister's place. There's no pool, no. Because Sam Smith um, has some fun Instagram videos of him, like, walking around a pool area. But I guess that's not where it is. It must be at one of his other fabulous properties. Sam Smith used to live beside Boy George. And then this place came up for sale. Similar neighborhood, yeah. like, in the same area. And uh, Sam bought it. In London. In London, you'd Hampstead think, area. You'd think he wouldn't want to live in such a populated area. It's such a cool little pocket, though, in London. I can see why people choose that. Liam Gallagher, Bundes, lives around the corner as well. Rock and roll, mate. From <laughs> rock and roll. Oasis. And I know that's like your favorite rock band. Or the last, you could refer to them as the last great rock band. Rock and roll band. Rock and roll band. Yeah. Mm. Not rock band, but no. rock and roll band. There's, there's a difference, man. Like, yeah. Three Days Grace or Linkin Park, great rock bands. Not the same as rock and roll. You're putting Three Days Grace in the same category as Linkin Park? <laughs> well, I like Three Days Grace, but it's not. But my, the point is, it's not rock and roll. It's rock. It's like modern rock, hard oh, rock. Gotcha. Rock and roll has, is all about the roll. Like, it's more about the roll than it is about the rock. And rock and roll. Yeah. How many Three Days Grace songs do you love? I find that an odd one, actually, because they're very Nickelback-esque. Like, yeah, but oh like God, that teenage one. angst, you know, I hate everything about oh you. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> you know? We used to blast stuff like this in, like, in the dressing rooms before a ball game or a hockey game. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey! Hey! So good! I love this song too. I don't get me wrong. There's a handful of songs I like from Three Days Grace, but I'd, I wouldn't put them in a category as like one of my favorite bands of the last 20 years. Oh, I love these guys growing up, man. Did they do? Uh, I'm just looking at a version. Uh, they have a song called "Somebody That I Used to Know." Is that a cover? Is that the Gautier song? It oh, is. Wow. Like when you said you felt so happy. Uh, but this is this is the new die. singer. Oh. At, like Adam Gaunt or what's his last name? Gaunt? Uh, Gaunt? 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 G
go, it go, yeah, it's close. Uh, yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> they, he, he's not in the band anymore. So this this guy here is the, the brother of the bass player, if I remember correctly. He was also the singer of My Darkest Days, who was a band that I was on the scene with. That, that worked out well for him. For I him, guess, yeah. Right? Not for me, but for him, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. The voice is a bit irritating. This guy's voice, the way he's like doing he's the whisper. Too hard yeah. to make that sound. See, guys, I'm good enough to be in the band. <laughs> Somebody that I used to know. <laughs> they actually, this this guy Matt in his band My Darkest Days, they had a huge hit with Chad Kroger. Called Porn Stars Dancing. Porn Stars Dancing. Porn Star Dancing. It was a huge hit, like with with Chad Kroger singing on it. This guy, this guy's a good yelling singer, though. He's got a nice tone for the yell, but when he brings it down, it gets a little too much. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little like a bit of a fake voice thing there. Uh, what was it? Porn Star? What? Porn Star Dancing? Yeah. I feel like I remember that one. Was that a radio song? It was on the radio in rock radio. Chad Kroger sings on it, and uh, oh my god, what's his name? Uh, Ozzy Osbourne, guitar player. Zach, is it Zach Wild? Sorry, I'm not even listening to you. I'm trying Zach to find the Zach Wild, Ozzy Osbourne's guitar player. I don't know. Yeah, Zach Wild. Yeah, yeah. He, he did the lead guitar on that. Yeah, let's go. Man, Bundes is right into these. These guys all sound the same. You were cool enough to know this song back in the day. (laughs) And we talk a lot about music on the podcast and play stuff. I actually enjoy that, but... uh, Yeah, I could go down a whole rabbit hole, especially in that genre, which I kind of call like drudge rock. That's my drudge rock category. Yeah. Uh, I just, it's funny because my husband also talks about how he used to listen to those songs in the change room, the locker oh, yeah. rooms when they were getting ready to go out and play ball or hockey and stuff like that. It makes me thankful I don't have a boy. <laughs> you know, those songs, I hate everything about you. It's yeah. like, oh my God, get over yourself. <laughs> Bunch of sloppy teenagers. You just got to get the testosterone going. You got to get all fired up. You're about to compete. You're about to do battle right. on the field. It's right? battle. It's battle. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. That particular type of music helps get you into the zone. And you can't sing that way? That that loud? No, no, I can't scream like that. You can't scream? Okay. That's like a whole thing. I have a friend who is a musician, and he was actually taking lessons to learn how to scream properly and safely for his so voice. So he didn't have like throat nods or no, no, no issues? Mm-hmm. It's like a whole, there's a technique behind it that you can learn from professionals on how to do it without screwing up your voice. And I would assume singers and bands like that like would really have to take that seriously, or you'd be fucked if you're on the road. You yeah, lose your voice? Totally. Like, what's that one guy from Alexis on Fire? Oh, oh my God. Yes, the screaming guy. Dude, like, how do you do that? How do you keep that up every single song? I mean, thank God for, uh, and I like, there's a, I've seen Alexis on Fire a couple times, and I, I love seeing them live. 
and they're a great band and they have some awesome songs but thank god for dallas green's balance in that yeah yeah like i can't go to a band <laughs> i can't go see a band that only screams like that but i like when it's used the right way mm-hmm. um the way they do it and then you get like that dallas green kicked in there like the juxtaposition yeah. between those two voices mm. is it's perfect what a beautiful voice Dallas Green has. I'm trying to think of like what would be a good example of like. <laughs> like if it was just this. It's a lot. It would be a lot for two hours, you know. And that drummer, eh? What a workout. That drummer is going crazy. Sweat buckets. <laughs> oh. How do you drum like that? Then you get the Dallas Green in there. It's like the cake and the icing. Yeah, you're right. It's a perfect balance. I need that. I mean, I can't do the Screamo Rock without uh, some sort of balance. What kind of appeal did these guys have internationally? Like, were they huge and like... I mean, Dallas Green for sure. With Alexis on fire, I I don't know. I I mean, definitely they had a following in many places in the world. Like, Mm. but were they as big in other places of the world as Canada? I don't know. I know, like, I have friends in LA who have gone to see Dallas Green, like, sold out at the Staples Center. Oh, really? I don't know if Dallas Green has surpassed Alexis on fire. Like, I don't know which one it was. Well, I mean, recorded a whole album with Pink. That's pretty oh, big. yeah, you're right. And I think they're going to do more stuff, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, I would say that they definitely have a global audience. They can easily tour around the world. I just don't know what the venues are when they're in Germany or Australia or, you mm-hmm. know, places like that. Uh, it's Tucker and Mora along with Professor Bundes for this edition of the podcast. What do you got on your plate, Mora? Oh, uh, today I was reading about Trudeau. And you remember when the whole lockdown started and there was like a shortage of masks and hand sanitizer. I I distinctly remember this moment where he asked Canadian businesses to pivot and produce those things. Yeah. Produce masks if you can. Produce hand sanitizer if you can. Change your business model. I was just reading this expose um, about a lot of distilleries in Canada that pivoted their business and started making hand sanitizer. And they did it for free. Um, They scrambled and produced thousands of liters for free to, you know, frontline workers, to hospitals, to long-term care homes. Mm -hmm. And I think that they thought eventually that the government would start buying it off of them because they kind of started mass producing it and switching from booze to sanitizer. And then it turns out that the government spent $375 million flying hand sanitizer in from outside Canada. Oh, yeah. Instead of buying it from our own businesses that pivoted and gave the stuff away for free for months. They did it for months, and many of them are still doing it. And then it's just come to light 
the Canada, you know. And what I'm, was it that they were buying? Did they want like name brand Purell? Is that made somewhere else? Is that uh, um, one of the products they had shipped in from You know out what? Of one of the biggest exporters of hand sanitizer is China. So we spent a lot of money bringing in san- hand sanitizer from China instead of buying it from our own producers who switched their business model out uh, sucks, to offer eh? sanitizer for free. And I remember seeing it in the distillery district. Spirit of York was making hand sanitizer. It was like, please come take one. Take one. And it wasn't like the booze industry needed to pivot because booze is still (laughs) selling. It's an essential service, right? And they could still make money if they decide to keep distilling their alcohol. But then they pivoted thinking that this could potentially, well, not only save lives, but this could potentially be uh, a a source of income for them. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, the government decided to spend that money out of Canada, which makes me sad for all these, a lot of family-run distilleries that ended up losing out on these. They sh- we should have been ordering it from them. As a thank you. As a thank you. Yeah. Doesn't that make you mad? I know a lot of things have slipped through the cracks, and that sounds like one of them. I'm sure in the beginning, Trudeau asked that, and then so- it was somebody else's job to find sanitizer. Yeah, And they probably it, uh, just started ordering it. And I not- don't know enough about it to be mad about it because, like, maybe there were certain, um, you know, at work we have these Purell stations, right? Mm-hmm. And they have, like, these cartridges that go in that are filled with hand sanitizer and they're replaceable. So maybe, for whatever reason, the government need- wanted to buy from a supplier that could continue to, you know, provide... Uh, the thing, the adapter the, that works with the system they had in the, place. Yeah, like, you know, all sure. the hospitals have all those pumps everywhere in right. front of every room, all through the hallways, mm. and they require a certain bag to go in there they to be do. replaced. And maybe they just, in order to get, you can't buy the empty bags, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or maybe they just screwed over all these small <laughs> like distilleries. <laughs> I don't know enough about it to be mad. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's things I'm mad about, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know. What are you going to do? I'm, I, every time I kind of get wrapped up in how things are being handled, I'm like, I remind myself that I'm glad I didn't have to be the one to make those decisions. Yeah. I'll give you a perfect example. You know, I have a lot of questions behind the logic with the lockdowns that are currently in place for Toronto Peel. Oh my where, God, me too. Like I know a lot of, uh, of small businesses that have front doors that lead to a sidewalk can continue to operate mm-hmm. and people can go up to the door and, order and get stuff. You know, mm-hmm. I can go to play it against sports and buy secondhand ski boots for my daughter. They'll bring them to the door though and we'll try them on outside. Mm-hmm. Like people are adapting. But yesterday I had to go pick up some stuff in Thornhill. And if you're not familiar with where Thornhill is in relation to Toronto... I mean, essentially, it was a 25-minute drive from downtown Toronto. Okay. From, like, the southern point of, like, where we work. Mm-hmm. And uh, Thornhill is between the 401 and the 407 mm-hmm. starts. And they, they can operate no problem. Like, I went up there. I didn't even, I assumed that they were still, they were in the part that we were in. Right, the lockdown. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I called the guy. I'm like, hey, uh, are you guys open if I want to come to your front door to pick up some supplies? Mm -hmm. The guy's like, no, you just come in. I'm like, oh, yeah, (laughs) really? You know, it wasn't like I tried to get out of Toronto so I could shop indoors somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was buying some resin for this project I'm working on, Mm. and they sell it. And I'm like, okay, yeah, they're like, come in, take a look around. Yeah, man. Uh, Thornhill's York Region. 
I when I went up to my to to visit my parents for my mom's birthday on the weekend, I drove by Markville Mall and I could not believe the amount of cars in that park. Yeah. It was like any other year Christmas. It was jam packed. Really? Yeah. And you're just like, what is it? How is it so different <laughs> 20 minutes north of downtown? Yeah. How is enter- it so different? Well, they're just, I guess it's a city thing, right? Where the mm. city has the options of making things stricter if they want. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't think. Uh, we're in a good enough position for everything to just be like a free for all. Mm-hmm. Hospitals are filling up; more and more beds are being filled with patients, and we have to be cognizant of that. Mm-hmm. But uh, anytime I get wrapped up in like, why are they doing it this way, and why is it not that way? I realize that's like I don't want to have to be the one to make that decision. So I'm just gonna yeah, because no matter what, people are gonna be angry about it. I mean, you can't uh, win either way. I don't get it. I don't get how it's safer to go to Costco and browse or Walmart and just I could spend an hour in Walmart browsing today. But it's not. It's not safer, but they justify (laughs) it by the fact that they sell food. So it it falls in a category of an essential service as a grocery store. Mm -hmm. So that is why they're allowed to operate. It's not safer to shop for a frying pan at Costco than it is to go into uh Kitchen Stuff Plus. Mm-hmm. A little Kitchen it's Stuff just Plus in your kitchen neighborhood. Kitchen plus, Stuff Plus doesn't have 30% of their square footage dedicated to grocery. Mm-hmm. And Costco does. And Walmart, in a, most Walmarts, they have like a large food section. So they're able to do it. Even Dollarama, same thing. They've got, you know, a few aisles of food. So you can go into Dollarama and shop because it's a, an essential service. But, but like, wouldn't it be smarter, though, to allow people to spread out a little bit and get things that they need instead of shoving everybody in Walmart to get their food along with everything else they need? Well, you know? I hear you. I hear you. And uh, the thing is, I, I don't know why we don't have more information with how people are being infected. Yeah. If they're afraid to release that information to us. Mm-hmm. But you got to think that, uh, you know, this thing started in March for the most part for us in Ontario, that by now they'd have a pretty good idea of what's, you know, where people are coming in from and what they're doing that may have led them to catch COVID. Yeah. But... Um, for whatever reason, they don't give us all that information or maybe they just don't have it. Maybe it's too hard to collect. I just hope it's not one of those give people an inch, they take a mile things. Well, so we'll give them nothing. Because definitely I, that. I feel though. like it's not everyone who lives like that. We certainly don't live like that, you know? But you, you can't operate society like that because if, if you did, it's like, okay, so we have some criminals, right? There's some people that steal. There's people that operate in gangs. Are we going to mold society based on that? Because one person or yeah. X amount of po- people, you know, commit crime, we have to make sure that everybody's not allowed to no do No one anything. can drive a car because, yeah. uh, you know, six people got busted with a DUI this weekend. Right. And if we can't <laughs> trust them, we can't trust everybody again. I, uh, yeah, but that's I'm what it's confused. like for lockdowns for, of bars. But it's imagine. It's like, oh, people had a, there was an outbreak in Hamilton at a bar. And all bars need to be closed. Imagine, though, if you were the one in charge of making these decisions, how <laughs> difficult it would be to make. Mm-hmm. That's what I think about from time to time is, like, you know. You I, feel for that guy or well, that girl? Well, I, I, I don't necessarily always believe they're making the right decision, but I don't know if anyone really knows what the right decision is. And they, people are just taking chances this way, that way. And they got to figure they're they're trying to just slow people down a bit mm-hmm. as best they can to just like limit the amount of infections to keep things under control and to help save lives. But 
in doing so, they're hurting some people and not others. And yeah. how do you choose who's going to get hurt versus others? Sure, you could say, well, only small businesses should be open and big box stores should be closed. Mm-hmm, because it seems like it's creating crowds at big box stores. But you know, big box stores employ people. Like you go to Costco, look at all the people that work there. Those are all jobs too. Mm-hmm. Just like at Kitchen Stuff Plus, you know, there, there might be three people working at Kitchen Stuff Plus, but Costco might have... 50 or 80 or 100 people working in that building. I don't know how many people work there, but they're also local employers. It just happens that the profits go, you know, get filtered out to like, you know. So don't you think there's a bigger chance that someone's going to come down with COVID if there's 70 employees working there versus three at Kitchen Stuff Plus? Because maybe their ventilation and maybe the space is much larger. I don't know. I feel like it should be rotating lockdowns. But like, more, okay, uh, but more, let's uh, open up the small businesses now and close the big box stores. You keep forgetting about the fact that Costco's not open because it's big. Costco's open because it's grocery. Mm-hmm. That's the difference. Yeah, but you can get groceries from little small businesses yes, too. And, and they're, they're open. open. Yes. They're open, but yeah. they're suffering because yeah, people why, aren't coming in. So you can, what, you're going to say that Costco doesn't have a right to sell because they're too big and you got to go to a small place? I mean, they're both grocery places. Mm-hmm. If one's smaller than another, then wh- where do you draw the line? Do you say, oh, well, this uh, Pusatari's or Bruno's is much larger than the uh, store at the corner of my street that sells fruit and vegetables, so they should close too? Like, you can't. You just have to have, like, grocery. If you sell groceries, you're allowed to open. And it just so happens that Walmart and Costco do mm-hmm. and Loblaws and all these lot. big places that also sell clothes. Some people want to see those sections taped off like, oh, well, uh, Costco should be allowed to sell groceries, but tape off that part of the L, yeah. part of the square footage That's that like is all like the other stuff. Decor. But yeah. then if you do that, then you have to say, okay, well, if they can't sell any merchandise there, then all the other stores that can sell merchandise, how is that fair? Mm-hmm. Because I can go to Kitchen Stuff Plus and stand at the front door and pick up my order mm-hmm. or tell them what I want and they'll bring it to me. Mm-hmm. So they can still operate, just not as efficiently as if you could go in. Mm-hmm. It's Again, it's not a perfect science. I noticed a lot of small businesses in my neighborhood have switched to grocery. You know, like there's a bar a couple doors down that now is more of a grocery store. I mean, they have a liquor license, so they sell booze and wine, but they also now put in a one of those fridges. So they're selling like, you know, pantry basics. So are you allowed to but, walk in to get it? Yeah, then? yeah, yeah. Now you can walk in. So now they've kind of switched their business model. And I wonder if that's smart or is that a cheat in your mind? I don't know. Well, but, no, because uh, you can walk into your place and pick up too. You just choose not to operate that way. Right. We have a garage door. Yeah. So it makes more sense. So to just restaurants, open the you're allowed to walk in. You can go into Tim Hortons yeah. and buy a coffee. You have to leave though after you have it. Just yes. like any takeout restaurant or any restaurant offering takeout. You don't have to go to the front door. So... That's our fear. It's not a cheat, then. You could go in. You, you can't loiter there, you though. You can't loiter. That's our biggest fear, is that if people come in, they're going to loiter. And 100% they are. They're going to just So how are you? <laughs> What's up? Yeah, well, you know, too nice to people. Yeah, You guys maybe. are too fun I mean, to be around. We're just a good time. The tunes are playing. You are a good time. People want to hang. Yeah. Don't blame them. We're desperate for a hang, man. Shame on you for being popular. <laughs> good problem to have. I guess so. But... You know, when, 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 you know what? I was getting, we'll be out of this. We'll be out of this I and know. hopefully we'll be able to carry on. And then you can look at what went right, what went wrong. I was getting a massage. what we should do next time, you I know? I was getting a massage uh, last week and I'm like, how is this safer than going to a barber? 
and everyone wearing a mask because barbershops have had to close. Well, because they would tell you that massage therapy is more essential than a barber because people are going for massage for rehab and, uh, mm. and, and you know, people... Is it, does it make sense for people to go in just for a spa experience? Maybe not. Mm-hmm. But uh, a barber, there's no, like... It's not mandatory. It's just hair. Yeah. But if you have, uh, you've been in a car accident and massage therapy is part of your treatment plan, mm-hmm. well, then you got to have it, right? Just like chiropractors are allowed to operate. Yeah. I mean, we're not in a state of lockdown like we saw in April. No. Thank God. I couldn't do that again. And I'm not an expert. I don't know what the right decision is. But the thing is, is it turns out is nobody really is an expert at this because it's all new. And so people are just trying different things. So when I find myself getting hard on people or coming thinking, you know, why are they doing it this way? I'm just glad I'm not the one who has to make the decision and have to, you know, carry it forward politically because we will be out of this pandemic probably by the end of next year. And all these politicians are going to have to wear their record yeah. on their sleeve mm-hmm. when they go up for reelection again. Are you still cutting your own hair, Bundes? Yeah, still doing it. I actually got to do it this week. It looks pretty good. Like, I'm impressed. Yeah, it's it's not too hard once you kind of get the hang of it. I mean, like I I'm not so great with uh, scissors on the top of my hair, but you give me some clippers, I can figure out how to do a fade. The tricky part is the back. You just got to get good with the mirror. And oh like, God! Know. You just have to be ready to make a mistake <laughs> yeah. and take it all off because that's off. the risk you, you take. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I'll have a couple of drinks in me and I'll think, ah, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go give myself a beard trim and, and shave my head. And uh, if I got a little buzz going, sometimes I get a little aggressive and I take it down a little too much. Then all of a sudden that beard is right down to the wood again. Yeah. You hear that Flobies are like flying off the shelves now because uh, George Clooney, I think he was on Kimmel and he said he u- has been using a Flobie. And I he think he's it. full of shit. But anyway, <laughs> I think it's funny that he said that. George Clooney's one of those guys when he's on those shows that always likes to be like extra funny doing bits. Yes. And so he said that as the a Flobie, bit. if you don't know what a Flobie is, it's like the vacuum thing that you put on your head and it cuts your hair all to the same length. And has clippers, you attach it to a vacuum. Yeah, so yeah. it sucks your hair through the clippers <laughs> at an exact length. Yeah. And it also cleans up the mess as you do it. Yeah. You think George Clooney's using a Flobies. Well, the Floby people are f- Give me thrilled. Give break. Yeah. Because they are just like, they, they, they can't even fill the orders anymore. They're back ordered now. I bet you George Clooney has the clapper in his bedroom, too, for when he <laughs> wants the lights to go on or off. <laughs> clap on. <laughs> clap off. Clap on, Do you remember this one? I do remember. <laughs> yeah. Come on. It's, they still have the clapper. And by the way... Doesn't sound like a bad idea. I could use the clapper in my bedroom because oh, yeah? I got out when I turn out the lights in the basement when I sleep down there. Uh-huh. I have to like feel my way to the bed after turn out the lights because I don't have a light beside my bed. So if I could get into bed and I could go, and it'd the lights would go off, it'd be pretty sweet. I just feel like it would be such a problem when you're watching like a sports game or you're playing Call of Duty, right? You know, like your team scores, like yeah, you start clapping, uh, lights go on and off. Like it's just, yeah. you know, yeah. What about sex? It's not for people. <laughs> you start <laughs> you're clapping, slapping, your body's smacking against the other person. Lights are going crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you missed that one, Bundes. <laughs> but Bundes, you live in a one-room place, right? Yeah. So probably not an ideal environment for the clapper. No. But if you had a basement bedroom where you retired to at the end of the night, clapper might come in handy. Or you're with with a chick and you're like, 
Hey, let me set the mood. Oh, yeah. That's lame. That's so hot. That's so hot. Super lame. God. (laughs) Do you think? Let me just look here. For sure, it's still for sale. The thing about the clapper that sucks is like... They have a 2000... The clapper. You have to be... a a movie. I'm big on dimming the lights. I don't just want 100% or zero. I like to find the medium, you know, point there. And uh, you can't dim with the clapper. It's either on or off. Yeah. Right? And I think at the time of the clapper, dimmers weren't a thing. So now that everybody's got dimmers, which are crucial for vibe, I might add, um, what's the point of clapping? Yeah. Uh, the, the clapper is 15 bucks. You can buy them still. Still a thing. I'm with you, though. Dimmers. Everywhere. Yes. Sometimes those LED lights can be a little challenging with the dimmers, but dimmers everywhere. You Do you know, have dimmers in your place, Bondis? Or you just have mood lights you uh, turn on? Uh, yeah, no dimmers for me. I just have, uh, I have several different lights. So depending on the mood I'm trying to set will determine the light that goes on in the place. I highly recommend dimmers. We've done a couple of uh, shows, live broadcasts from like fancy houses and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, the ones they give away. The ones they give away. I I can't believe that they would put all this money into these homes and then not put the lights on dimmers. We get there to do our broadcast at 5 in the morning. It's like, ah, full blast extreme light. Yeah. Doesn't make sense to me. You got to dim that. Yeah. Thanks. You're welcome, guys. That's my tip for today. Yeah, if you have a place built, they'll put in just switches every time unless you ask for dimmers. I wonder if your sister's going to hear this, this uh, Christmas season. Keep it down, Sam! Yeah, she heard him sing once. Yeah? Just through the walls, like he was inside. She could kind of hear, make out that he was singing. So cool. It was that Coldplay song that he recorded for uh, one of the specials. She heard him either rehearsing or recording it. I got to stop saying him. Oh, yeah. Recording it. Them. Have a great day. Talk to you soon. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.